With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey y'all, I am here And I am here today on this Manic Monday, October 17, 2016 And I am here to blow your mind with some savagery So the show is called The Solange Chronicles Because last week I actually posted some very emotional pictures And trust me, I'm an ugly crier So they were actually fucking quite far worse than what you saw on my Instagram, which I've actually opened back up because the stalker situation for now has subsided. A motherfucker's still always looking over his shoulder, but it's cool. You can get these get these lights. But um, my Instagram is at miss.d.scott. Uh, you can also check out one of the two of my websites. The other one isn't complete, but it is up and running. Uh, you can also check out uh, www.stayinyourlane123.com. My radio show is actually not embedded on there anymore because y'all was doing too much. So I want you to be able to come directly to the source because I wanted to see if that was going to affect my numbers. So... Tonight's show, I will be playing my two favorite songs by Solange, and they are the reason for my melancholy post on social media last week. I respect her process, I respect her grind, and her honesty, and especially to herself and to her craft. So she spoke about the fact that it took her eight years to release Cranes in the Sky. And her and Raphael Sadiq, which if you guys are not familiar with Raphael Sadiq, a huge music lover I am, he is one of the three members or four or five, however members, many members it was, of Tony Tony Tone. So Raphael Sadiq has always been the mastermind behind a lot of shit. He's like our R&B Q-tip, you know, so he's always behind the scenes. So he actually arranged and helped her produce this album along with her husband, Alan, and so on and so forth. So... I when I know that good music is out, I will purposely wait until I have moments and pockets in time that I can listen to them. So the other night, I was like, "Motherfucker, tired," you know. 
And I'm sitting there, so I was like, you know, let me go on this internet and just download some laundry shit. I've been hearing it's amazing. So everybody from June Ambrose, which, you know, I'm one of those dichotomies as well where, you know, I, I could go from vintage to Versace in 2.5 seconds. So, you know, when I see her liking it and everyone else liking it and all these things going on and Tina Knowles, the mother, is saying, you know, I knew that you were something special when you were 16 and walking in the mall with your bell bottoms velvet and, you know, hair down your back and just different. And what a lot of people, and I always bring this up, is that when the elevator incident happened where she beat the fuck out of Jay-Z on the elevator and they released how old she was and when her birthday was. Her birthday is June 24th, same day as mine. And I actually, when we were in New Orleans, not this just last year, for the past six years, we've gone for our Essence Festival, the one year we don't go, of course. We miss every fucking thing. But um, when I went, uh, not last, this just last year, but the year before, she's so tiny, and I remember just, like, feeling something. And I turn and I look, and she's got her, you know, her people around her, but she's in New Orleans just walking down the street with her hands up in the air, hair out, and, and just a perfect, picked out, just little, not even an afro, just she combed the shit and was like, fuck it. So I always respect that, and I always respect the fact her being the little sister but trying to protect her big sister. So there was an article that came out after she's being ranked the number one artist, I believe it's on uh, iTunes. So her album is called A Seat at the Table, and if you don't know what that means, I suggest you, especially black people, figure out what it means because we're not going to have a history lesson today. So Solange puts out this article, and it's um, from blackdoctor.org, which they are affiliated with an organization called psychedup.org, which is they did an expose piece on me probably about four years ago about me having post-traumatic stress disorder and things as such and struggling with depression. So Solange puts out this article, and it says, I was diagnosed twice. Singer Solange's latest album, A Seat at a Table, is the number one album in America right now. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I limited it to iTunes. Let me just go ahead and give you the full the full thing. It's the number one album in the country right now. Mm. So Solange took the opportunity to thank her fans for helping her achieve the chart-topping position. She turned her attention to the fans and told them she is a better person for having made this album. And I thank you and everyone else who has been a voice for the project endlessly. So much gratitude, this, the talented singer and songwriter said. All love, all love, but most of all, I feel like a better human after releasing a seat at the table, a better woman, a better mom, a better wife. Thank you. But the married mother wasn't always used to fame. Some outbursts and personal issues caused Solange to seek help. I get it. Unlike other people who found their diagnosis is to be a blessing, Solange did not find solace in her doctor's words. And, in fact, Beyonce's younger sister went for a second opinion. The soulful songstress says she's always been full of energy and claims that sometimes her sporadic speech and effervescence led people to believe that she was on drugs. The real culprit, ADHD. Now, as a black female, I don't believe this shit. We had ADHD when we were kids, but guess what? We got our ass whipped. So there's the deficit right there. Noel said that when a doctor told her she had ADHD, she did not believe them. I was diagnosed with ADHD twice. I didn't believe the first doctor who told me, and I had a whole theory that ADHD was just something they invented to make you pay for medicine, and then the second doctor told me I had it. She also said that she feels like everyone in the music business seems to suffer from symptoms of ADHD. These symptoms seem to apply to everyone around me in the industry. Loss of memory, starting something and not finishing it. Traditionally, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, was thought to be a male-oriented disease and men were once believed to account for the vast majority of cases. But recent research has begun to focus on how this disorder affects females so that ADHD may be identified earlier in women's lives. 
Now, although ADHD can cause some difficulties, many people with ADHD are very successful in life following diagnosis. What's next? <sighs> Let's keep it G, Solange. You know damn well your ass was also diagnosed with some type of bipolar um, issues. And some of the lyrics in her songs, and especially Cranes in the Sky, which is the one where you will see me visibly, tears running down my face, and she says, I tried to drink it away. I tried to run it away. I tried to put one in the air. Like she's saying, I basically, whatever this is that I have, this feeling, which was typically depression for me, I tried to do everything I could to get rid of it, and it wouldn't go. You know what I mean? And so for me, that sounds like, you know what I mean? That, that to me, is not ADHD. I'm not a doctor, but that's not ADHD. You have some, some other psychological things going on. But it makes the music so much better. And then she did a bunch of little interludes within the album um, with Master P. You know, she spent this entire time, she wrote the entire album outside of New Orleans in a small town in, in Louisiana. I mean, with a fucking hammock on the sun porch who does that you know what i mean but it goes back to when i tell you that i finished writing some of my books in abandoned buildings that i own or that i don't own it doesn't matter that's the place where i feel most alone that i can get all the words out have that donny hathaway song for you cry and be done with it and so to hear her album moved me to such tears because it's like not not that I on any level could have, you know, because I like to focus on um, books, but everything that she was saying, I felt that. I understood it. I knew what she was saying. And so Cranes in the Sky will forever be, you know, one of my favorite songs because it literally moved me to tears. And so I was doing a, um, I was hosting a, um, a poetry mixer. Uh, about a year back with The Gift. Shout out to my boy Nate, who is actually in New York filming uh, one of his, his new um, pilots. And we actually did it up in Rochester. And basically what ended up happening was is I got on the stage and I was explaining to people, like, you know, you guys have to understand that um, when you are in this industry, when you're in the entertainment industry, you have the ability, the power to make someone laugh or cry within a split second. That's the ability. So it doesn't mean that you're an actor. It doesn't mean that you're a writer. You could be a, a, a producer. You could be a director. It just all depends. But that's the beauty of art in any form is that it has the capacity to make you feel. So when I heard Cranes in the Sky, I not only listened to it 50,000 fucking times, I went back and I watched the, the video for it, the basic, the simplicity, the clean lines, and the fact that, she was not made up. So she, you know, when people talk about Solange, they always say, oh, and Beyonce Shadow. Not so, not, not, not so. Not so. Solange didn't just wake up and start singing. I mean, she's she's been singing for quite some time. They had their own group, okay? She decided to take the back burner because she became a mother and was married to Jules, which is Beyonce's fine-ass goddamn bodyguard. So you see how they keep it all in the family, black people? The man that protects Beyonce Was married to Beyonce's sister The nephew actually gets to go on tour with them at times Because he's going there to see his dad So y'all have to understand This is how they keep the money in house Okay Then you got Tina Knowles That was the hairstylist The stylist Matthew Knowles was the, was the manager So 
I want to, without further ado, and it's it's very rare that I get to just have a show where I'm not talking shit. We're going to get to that tomorrow, clearly, you know, honestly, truly. But I want to start out with her song, and it's called Mad. And she actually collabed on this song with Lil Wayne. And one of the reasons why I love this song is because she's telling you that people all the time will be like, why are you so mad? Why are you mad? You know what I'm saying? Like, she was like, you know, because I got a lot to be mad about. You know what I mean? I got a lot to be mad about. And, um... You know what I'm saying? It just it goes into that feeling that just because you're black or just because I'm speaking up about something that I feel is an injustice, which I'm going to get into that later, um, it doesn't mean I'm mad. It just means I'm aware and it just means I'm conscious of what's going on and I want to make you conscious of it. When you attack me, I don't even get mad. I become indifferent, which is worse than being happy, sad, mad, or in love. So I'm going to cut to this track. This is one of one of the three of my favorites on this entire track. I think she has like 20 tracks on A Seat at the Table, number one album in the country right now. So much.
And that was one of the songs. And it's funny because we always joke about me like, why are you mad, son? Originally, that's what I was going to entitle this show. But then I was like, I don't got shit to be mad about, but I do understand the song. And I wanted to address something else about when people talk about their haters, right? So recently I had to address some bullshit because y'all be taking things so far to the next level, like I will not go to your mama house and burn that motherfucker to the ground. Y'all really do. Y'all really take shit way too far. So, you know, the streets is always talking, this, this, and this. And I don't I don't really care about what people say about me. I be in my own little bubble. I'm agoraphobic at this point because I have I don't have deadlines because I own the publishing entity that I actually publish my books through. See, so I don't have to, you know, wait on Random House or Rand McNally or, you know, Simon & Schuster or anybody to pay me. So I pay myself, and I'm teaching my son that. So, you know, I put out a book whenever the fuck I feel like it. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of shit that went on in this last 30 days that the better part of um, my mental health should not and will not and would not have allowed. So... Then there comes this, you know, you know, I don't call them haters. I call them lovers. And the reason that I call them lovers is because I'm very aware that everything that I put in the universe, it really comes to fruition. So if I say I have haters, there's going to be people that are literally hating me and I haven't done anything wrong. But people have to remember that hate is derived from one of two things, love or ignorance. So either you used to love me and now you hate me or you were ignorant to who the fuck I was and that's why you hate me because you don't know me at all. So in in my, in my particular case, it could be it could be both. So some information was brought to my attention that you know people are talking shit. I don't give a shit what people say. You know, because not near bitch could come and tell me where I live. You you might could tell me my son's real name, but most people can't. You might could tell me where he goes to school. Most people can't. You might could tell you 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 know what? I want you to tell me my husband my ex husband's first name. I want you to tell me his daughter's name. I want you to tell me his new wife's name. I want you to tell me my mother's name, right? I want you to tell me when she died. So there, there's, I want, you know, tell me where I live, where I lay my head at. Not where I be at, where do I live? So if you can't answer any of these questions, anything that you say is fucking completely irrelevant to me. So it came to my attention to somebody, and this is like the third time, and, and I'm going to say this because it makes me sick to my stomach. It's a dude coming back telling me this shit, a dude. Like, yeah, they said, I said, you fucking look crazy as hell talking to me about what the fuck they said. You either fucking with me or you not. You know what I'm saying? You act like the person that's behind telling you this ain't had trains ran on her. Choo-choo trains. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day. You act like this isn't a person that broke bread in my mother's home and didn't come to the funeral. You act like this is somebody that I respect as a human being, a mother, or an adult, because I don't. So really... Anything that this particular person has to say is based off shit that I have no idea what you're talking about. She has a motive. I don't have a motive to hate anybody because if I do, I would just tell you to your face. So I had to respond to some shit like this because, you know, everyone's a baller. Everyone got money until real money show up, right? Everyone's a fucking gangster until the real gangster shows up. Everyone's a fucking writer until the real writer shows up. You know how many fucking writers I've met in the last two years? I'm still waiting on their second book. Everybody can write a first book. You can put a first, you know, piece out, and that's wonderful. Holler back when you get on book five, book six, book seven, because that means that what you have is interesting enough. Your content is interesting enough. So what I said is I said this. You know what? Worry about why your mama still has an avocado-colored refrigerator and yellow stove. 
green fridge, yellow stove. Okay, worry about why your mother is working doubles and you flossing on the Internet. Don't worry about my pennies. Worry about your own. Worry about why your father don't speak to you often. He don't fuck with you. Worry about your sister's health. Worry about why your kids on their fourth stepfather, stepmother. Okay, but please, Lord, don't worry about me. I said to me, a true sign of wealth, mind or money, is when you do for people you know can never repay you. And you don't need to say it and you don't need to show it. My baby cousin sat with my grandma Audrey every week for ice cream to eat dinner with her. Every week. That is wealth. Time is money, right? So when I was able to fly to Chicago to break my granddaddy out of the nursing facility to get him junk food and fresh air, to see him smile and say, nope, won't be eating with y'all today. My granddaughter's here. That is wealth. Get your mama that new stove and fridge and pay her so she don't have to work all them doubles. Then you can sit at the grown folks' table and we can speak. So you can have a seat at the table when you, when you make it past the kitty chairs. You know what I'm saying? You you can't be out here acting all rich and your mom's is fucking poor. You can't be flossing with no fucking life insurance. You can't talk about the white man is destroying black families and you're on assistance. He feeds and houses your children. How dare you? You can't talk revolution and you never killed your own food. And all the things that make a man rich to me have nothing to do with money. So if you're still banking with major banks and not banking at Citizens Trust, not Citizens Bank with the green logo, Citizens Trust Bank, one of two black banks that are that are their own in the US that's been around for decades and decades and the CEO is actually a black female named Cynthia. Okay? Don't protest and then you still spend and deposit your money in banks headed by the people that you claim to hate. You're not rich, you're dumb. And I may not be rich but I'm not dumb. And I have a wealth of information like how you can open a bank account online for fifty bucks and transfer all your money in there. So if I'm gonna stun about money, it won't be what I spend it on. It'll be where I choose to keep it, where I choose to save it. So I like that killer money you know, went out there, put put everybody onto that. But some of us were raised hunting, killing food, cleaning it, eating it, making our own clothes and having a garden. That is wealth. We were raised poor, but we think rich. I don't even have credit cards. So everything you see, I bought. So I had to explain to my son today why that, to me, is monumental. Yes, I have a revolving line of credit on, on a bill that I pay that keeps my credit up and afloat. However, I pay everything cash, which means that some of you broads are walking around with Victoria's Secret and, and all these other different places, and, and you don't even own the underwear that's on your ass. You understand what I'm saying? So some of you don't even own the, the lotion in your elbow crack. So I'm done dropping wealth for the day. And so I had to make that post because, I, you know, my aunt came to me the other day, and this is so funny because she says, you know, you should really be humble about the ice cream truck situation when we were in uh in uh, Atlanta, and so I'm not going to be humble. I- I'm never humble when I give. I'm only humble when I receive. So if someone is loving me, I- I'm going to be extremely, you know, humble about that because I don't want anybody to take that from me, right? If someone buys me something, if someone genuinely gets me something, even if it was worth $20, $10, $5, and they genuinely gave it to me from their heart, then I'm going to take that and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be humble about it. Because I don't want to share that with you. It's none of your fucking business. But now when I give, you know what I'm saying, you know, I'm going to be humble about that. So 99% of what you see is only 1% of my life. So someone accused me of saying, um, what is it, you don't lead the lifestyle that you portray. I don't portray a motherfucking lifestyle. I have a life and I have a style, two different things. If you feel threatened female or Negro, I don't give a fuck. If you feel threatened by the way I live my life, I mean, you can't make shit up like I was in Atlanta. You can't make that up. You can't make that up that I was in Puerto Rico last year for my best friend's birthday. You can't make that up. 
You can't make it up that my son has a book out. You can't make it up that I have six books. You can't you can't make up a lot of shit. So you're gonna have to try again. So what lifestyle is it that I lead? I never talk about my ex husband. I never talk about you know, child support and things like that, what I get, what I don't get. I don't talk about none of that shit because I feel like brokenness, being a broke bitch, you're loud. Being a motherfucker that got purpose, you're going to be silent, right, because you don't want nobody to steal your energy. That's not the portion of them that you want to take away from them when they walk away from you. So to, in order to finish my Solange Chronicles, and just to let y'all know, I'm good. I posted a picture of my boy Sean Bullard today. He had me tickled. He was um, one of the first black bachelors on American television. Let's be clear, he still chose a white woman. So y'all still get mad about the wrong shit. I don't give a shit who Sean chooses to love. I just thought what the hell he said today was funny as hell. Y'all also need to go back and double back about my show. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. Ooh, but I am for real because the truth came out. I was right. I called it almost six months to the date, and I will be reposting that shit tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday about Derek Jackson and about the hypocrisy and the shit that I saw in post that I didn't appreciate, and that was not true. And, he, you know, he was catering to black women because he wanted them black dollars. So another thing that makes me know that Solange and I are on the same wavelength, you know, just just – as far as creativity is concerned in our verbiage, is the fact that she has a song that I love called Don't Wish Me Well. And it's funny because in one of my books I said, don't wish me well because I wish you hell. You understand what I'm saying? So don't try to be nice to me after you've done did some fucked up shit and I'm over here wishing that, that, you know, the demons just take you off the face of the earth right now. But I love the pain in her voice in this song. So I'm going to leave y'all with this. We're going to have a tremendous Tell the Truth Tuesday tomorrow. I hope y'all like the fact I've been doing my shows later and later and later because I find that y'all are listening more later when all the kids went to bed and, you know, all the the, the problems of the world, and then you get to hear my foul mouth crazy ass. But this is, I'm going to leave you guys with Solange. This is one of the three of my favorite songs, Don't Wish Me Well. Bye, Solange, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.